Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 25th, Saturday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, also former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you can get a podcast, so that's Stitcher, iTunes, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn, FM, uh, wherever you can get a podcast, we are there, so... Uh, pocket casts i that's an app that i use so uh if you you have that we're there so you can find us through there uh so uh you can find us anywhere you can get a podcast and we'd really appreciate a five-star review if you could uh be so kind uh that always helps us as i mentioned saturday morning the blazers play later today they had the day off on friday after they beat the new york knicks by 15 at home they uh, had practice yesterday in Tualatin, and then they're back at it again this evening at the Moda Center. They're facing a slumping Minnesota Timberwolves team uh, that has lost five games in a row now. And, and, and Portland uh, ha- needs every game uh, on the schedule pretty much at this point with uh, 11 games left to go. Uh, and them trailing Denver by a game and a half in the standings still. So uh, they they really need to uh, take advantage of, of situations like this. We'll see if they'll be able to. They have a back-to-back this weekend. Uh, they face Minnesota tonight at the Moda Center, and then they're going to Los Angeles. But the Lakers, who are terrible and also not playing any of their uh, veteran players, so that's another game that the Blazers should take care of, but uh, obviously they're not. You can't take anything for granted. There's you know a lot of guys uh, that are trying to make a name for themselves on that team, and uh, with Minnesota, even though they've struggled, they still have uh, really talented players like Carl Anthony Towns, like Andrew Wiggins, and uh, a really good defensive point guard in Ricky Rubio. So uh, Portland takes. On the Wolves tonight, uh, obviously big big day for basketball in the state of Oregon. The Ducks play tonight uh, at six o'clock in the Elite Eight against Kansas, and then uh, the Oregon women's basketball team just won today to advance to the Elite Eight. Uh, so, uh, but that's it for me on this intro part uh, of this podcast. 
the bulk of today's episode is a conversation that I had with my buddy Anand Pandian. Uh, he's an NBA writer who lives in Portland and uh, written for CBS, uh, Clutch Points, Fan Sided, uh, various websites. He's covered the league for a while, and uh, he's also hosting the Blazers Banter Panel, which is happening on Monday, March 27th. That's this Monday uh, at Portland Gear in Portland. Uh, so we're going to have just kind of a conversation. It's going to be a hangout, uh, just, you know, getting together, talking about the Blazers. So, uh, Anand came on and talked about that. Uh, we talked about, De- I, I talked about watching Devin Booker's 70 point game. I watched that earlier today. Uh, and, and, and what that was like, uh, we talked about the Blazers, we talked about the league and, and what we're looking for and what he's looking for, uh, in these final, uh, 10, 11 games, uh, in, in the NBA season now, uh, we're winding down here. So we're looking at, uh, some final races. So I uh, hope you enjoy my conversation with Anand Pandian, uh, NBA writer and host of the Blazers banter panel this Monday at Portland gear. Hello and welcome to a Saturday morning edition of the lockdown Blazers podcast. And for today's episode, I am joined by my pal, uh, recurring guest on this show, NBA writer Anand Pandian, uh, who you maybe have seen at CBS Sports, at Clutch Points, at Fansided, uh, all over the place. Anand, what's up? Anand is also hosting a panel that I will be on on Monday at Portland Gear in Portland called Blazers Banter. Anand, what's up? What's up, Eric? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, I, I can't, I, I can't complain right now. My, my ducks are playing, uh, in the elite eight today. And then the oh, lady wow. ducks, uh, look like they're in good position to make it to the elite eight themselves. They're up by 10 right now against Maryland with, with four minutes left. So, so are you already, are you already decked out and head to toe green and yellow? I am. Truth be told, I woke up this morning and I, I put on sweatpants and my or my yellow Oregon jersey uh, that I, <laughs> I think when I got it, it was a Malik Hairston jersey. It's an Oregon okay. number, number one jersey. So shout out to Malik Hairston, uh, former Oregon Oregon legend. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm getting really, really hyped for this game. I also watched the, the Devin Booker 70-point game this morning which was an uh, uh, interest. Like, I mean, it was, it, I kept on knowing it was kind of a weird experience watching a 70 point game when you know the guy's going to score 70. Right. Cause like, um, I, just, but, I, just, I just kept waiting for him to launch anyway. Yeah. I mean, did he, did that take away? I feel like, so I still have not yet watched it. Plan on watching it later this afternoon. And for me, I, I think I'm still like anticipating, how he's going to get it. Did you have that anticipation? Yeah. I was like, okay, so when's the quarter that he's going to start just like pulling uh, up from yeah. deep and, and just, and just going to work. And, uh, he, it, it was like, it was just little by little that he, he was going at it and he was constantly scoring like the entire game. And it was just like, there, there obviously there were like a lot of, because Boston was killing them the entire game. There were a lot of mm-hmm. situations where it was like, 
loose ball here, and then he just gets out in in transition and has a co- like just an uncontested layup. And uh, uh, I mean that that's what has to happen, I guess. You know, to get seventy, you have to have a lot of lucky bounces, and there would be a lot of times where he wouldn't get back on defense, but the Celtics would mess up or something, and the ball would end up in the backcourt, and he'd just have an uncontested layup. Oh, so were the Suns using Vivek Ranadivas, uh four and five strategy last night? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, okay, I'm not trying to uh, anybody who gets seventy, you get seventy. I'm not like seventy, yeah, yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to to poo poo on the seventy, but uh, I'm just saying to get seventy, you have to have moments like that. And yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. Just like uh, whatever Lamelo Ball, who had ninety four. Right. That, that, that was not like yeah. that. It wasn't a Lamelo Ball seventy points. Uh, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, tell us about the the panel uh on on monday uh tell the folks about the panel uh what they can expect uh from from going to portland gear on monday yeah so i appreciate you having me on a podcast to talk about it unfortunately i have some some bad news eric i hate to call you out on your own podcast i'm gonna have to cancel your old your uh, guest appearance on it the panel really why uh, i don't know man i just I heard you were talking some smack about me the other day when I was at the Blazers game. And I don't know, just to, just to the sit well. So I want to confront you uh, live on your own podcast, call you out, see what you say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what I said. Uh, I just messed with you. No, so, <laughs> I was so like, you're gonna, what? You're, 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 gonna, you're one of our featured guests. So okay. don't worry, you're, you're <laughs> okay, there. Okay. Right, I was like, because like, like I... I cut out any other things I had to do for this Monday night panel. You know, I'm, I, <laughs> you know I, I made I made a night of it. I'm planning on like that's that's my date on Monday night is that panel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, no. So that's just some some lighthearted humor that we'll probably experience on Monday. Um, give give your listeners a taste. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the whole idea is trying to bring um, you know here in Portland. I've only been here for a short amount of time. I believe only like six months, but in that short amount of time, um, I've already experienced like how strong uh, Blazers fans are about the, how how passionate Blazers fans are about their team, and how like passionate and um, people here in Portland are and about basketball in general, the NBA and whatnot. So, yeah, I just had this idea where you know there's a lot of great writers, including yourself. Um, who you know here live in portland portland's a small city it's easy to get around so let's, let's try and get a little event together kind of organize the community and just talk about the blazers and the nba in general yeah that, that'll be fun i i think it's a great idea uh to kind of bring people who 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 you know to bring people together to talk about the blazers and i think you know when you plan this i mean when when did you i don't think an fever had hit yet had it it had not. So, yeah, so this has been, I mean, you know, it obviously takes time to, like, get a location and all that. But um, I believe, um, yeah, I think I, shortly, I think I started playing this, like, shortly after the trade deadline. So it must have been, like, literally, like, the next day or something, uh, which, you know, after I got you and uh, Casey Holdall, who's the, um, I guess he's the beat reporter for the Portland Trailblazers, the team itself, and then Mike Richmond, who beat uh, reporter for the Oregonian for the Blazers. Um, they're also going to be the guests along with yourself. 
now I'm going to be moderating the panel. So yeah, after I, you know, I got all you guys on board, I believe Nurkis fever hit. So, which is pretty exciting because now, um, you know, the team kind of, kind of went through a little bit of a kind of like malaise period where like, all right, let's see what's going to happen. Maybe they'll make the playoffs, maybe they won't. But now they got like some momentum and it's like, all right, even if they don't make the playoffs, at least we can see what's going to happen next season and stuff. Right. Yeah. We, it's, it's turned this last stretch of the season, which continues later today uh, for the Blazers. It just makes it more interesting. It gives us more things to, to look for. Cause like with the, with the team, the way it was, was just, I mean, they sucked. I mean, you were probably <laughs> of all the people that I talked to about the Blazers around here, you were the most negative. I, I mean, everyone was pretty negative uh, pretty much before the trade, to be honest. But I mean, I remember you were like, even in like November, you were like, man, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, suck is a strong word, but it's just like their defense was just so, so, uh, so bad. I mean, I think now they're definitely have improved, but they're just always, I mean, you can't knock their offense. CJ and Dame are amazing. That's been like really great to see live as well. And, you know, and you can see why the Blazers have, are, have experienced success as big as those two. Uh, but like, yeah, overall, then like, you know, I was kind of down on Noah Vonley. He's kind of turning it around. Evan Turner, you know, he's up and down. Um, but, yeah, Nurkic has given them a different dimension. You know, they have some momentum now. They have some um, kind of potential, like so, some new, like, potential that they didn't have, like, for whatever, the first 40, 30 games of the season. Right. Uh, they, I mean, it's been a completely different team. It's been, it's just been really weird to watch. And uh, they've gone seven and three in their last 10 games. And they've really just been, ever since that Nurkic trade, uh, have just been a different team really scoring the ball offensively. I mean, so they're coming into tonight uh, one and a half back of Denver uh, with 11 games left for them. If you yeah, had, if you had to pick right now, do you think they make the playoffs? I'm gonna. I, I, I think it's gonna. I really think it's gonna come down to whatever the final week of the season, and I'm gonna say no. But I think, you know, the Blazers do have a lot of things going for them where they do have um, easiest schedule, I believe, out of the compared to the Nuggets or any other teams going towards the eighth seed in the West. Um, you know, they had this momentum, like you just said, they got 7-3. That's what they're playing really well. Dane was just player of the week, I believe, last week. So he, he's been on another level. Um, but the thing is, like, the Nuggets, yeah, the, if you look at the Nuggets schedules, I believe they play, they definitely play Portland on Tuesday. And then they play the Rockets, I think, twice. Um, or maybe they play only one more time. But their, their schedule is also it's pretty, seems tough on paper. But then, like, uh, I remember like thinking that, and then they played they played the Cavs there, and they just like crushed the Cavs. So like they're they're also playing really well. Jokic is just like he's tearing up the league. He's definitely now like already cemented his status as one of the best young big men in the league. Like you know he, he's all the talk nowadays. Like you know before last season it was all Carl Anthony Towns, and you still hear Towns, but like it's it's all Jokic, and he's like definitely seems like a franchise franchise building block for the Nuggets. And I don't know, I think I don't think we can sleep on Denver. I think they're they're just playing really good solid basketball right now like will barton i believe he had like two 30 point games or something crazy like that in the last couple of games so that I, I think denver got it today all right yeah no i mean that's the way that uh, yeah exactly i the logic like you look at the schedule and you're trying to predict how these teams are going to shake out would say portland has the advantage 
and I think five thirty eight mm-hmm. has them as the you know has them as, as the favorite. I think ESPN's like inside or their like BPI uh, projections or whatever also have Portland as the favorite, but that you know doesn't take into account how good Jokic has been and just how how really consistent. Denver's right. offense is on a night to night basis. Like I, they score like uh, they score like 120 regularly and, and Portland's right, yeah. off, uh, offense has gotten better, but uh, you bring a great point, you know, like I just, you know, will they slow down? That's going to make that game on Tuesday uh, super important for uh, Portland and Denver. That's going to be such a showdown. Uh, so it's kind of it's gonna be funny. Another thing, kind of just it, it kind of ended up just working out this way. But another kind of crazy thing about the panels, you know, this is it's gonna be the eve of probably uh, of the biggest game of the season. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be yeah, it is good scheduling. And I, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about the panel. I mean, so the whole idea is like you said, it's that Portland gear starts at seven around seven p.m. Uh, this coming Monday, March twenty seventh. Portland gear is in. Yes, technically Southwest Portland, right across from the Timber Stadium, Providence Park. Um, and yeah, the whole the whole idea is going to be like, uh, it's definitely going to be so. Like, if you come, it's not just going to be guys just list, uh, talking to you, lecturing you. It's going to be like uh, like a real thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to have some topics for the guys, Casey, Mike, and Eric. Um, and we'll probably discuss, you know, for like maybe ten minutes each, and then we're opening up the questions. So. That, that's the whole thing, yeah. So I'm sure, like, people in the Portland area, places, fans in general, have, like, all these questions, like, we're bringing up. Like, yeah, Mon- uh, Tuesday's game is going to be huge. What if they don't win? What's going to – what's the outcome? Like, how – what are their chances? Like, um, so, yeah, so the, the timing is good. But, like, the, ho- the whole idea of the event, like, like I keep trying to say, is to bring this community together here in Portland, talk about the Blazers, to talk about how the season is in general. Just to keep, I, I'm also kind of interested just to gauge – people's interest like like you said i was pretty down on the blazers you know watching them live for how many games so far this season and then um now the tide has kind of turned so i want to see if others in general not maybe you know not in the media kind of feel that way as well right yeah it'd be funny to i mean not be it'd be fun to just you know have that you know just to have that have us all come together and it would kind of just i think my it's going to be kind of like almost like a live podcast except with Correct. Yeah. Live interaction with the audience. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. think I think that's going to be uh, really fun. Uh, I'm stoked on it. Uh, I don't think we've ever really done anything like this in Portland. Uh, I know that in I think in some other cities. So, so wait, so Eric, are you saying we're trailblazing here in Portland? Are we blazing a trail? You could one could say that, <laughs> that, that you with that, that your idea of this panel is a trailblazing idea. Uh, okay, <laughs> but I, I mean, honestly, I I don't know of any uh, times where we've had like you know you get this many, uh, you know, media members who cover the team together and invite them to a place where it's all just you know just hang out. You know, I think it's really cool. So right, uh, I, I feel like yeah, it's something, yeah, something and, uh, we don't have here. Yeah, it, yeah, that was partly the idea, but also like you said, it is kind of going to be like a hangout. It's going to be pretty loose. Uh, one cool aspect uh, is that it's like bring your own beer. So like. It's open to all ages, but like, you know, obviously if you're 21 above, it was bring your own beer. We have some beer on hand, but that's also like I'm trying to bring like the community together. Like, yeah, bring your own six pack or whatever, share it if you want, or be a curmudgeon and just keep it to yourself. But like, uh, uh, that's, that's one aspect of it. And I just want to say, you know, um, 
uh, thanks to like the people at Portland Gear, they've been really cool about it. Marcus over there, um, and he's been helping, you know, like organize. And they have a, it's a big space, so we could fit like a lot of people in there. I'm hoping, hoping we got a pretty solid turnout. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Shout out to, oh, and, to and the whole to thing. The, the whole the whole thing is free. That's also what I it's, it's a free event, so it's free event. And there'll be free beer. You can bring your own beer. So the whole it should be a should be a cool cool night. Boom. I mean, guys. I mean, it sounds like a pretty easy decision for what to do on Monday night. Uh, I mean, so come out to yeah. Portland Gear, hang out with us, drink some beers, talk Blazers, uh, and 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 and, and, uh, and if, hang you, out. if you, yeah, and if you say you heard about the event through this through this podcast, Eric Gunderson will. What will Eric Gunderson do? He will give you. He'll give you a hug. How about that? Eric Gunderson yeah. will give a free hug. A free hugs. Yeah. If you say you listen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's. I think that's all that's in the budget for Lockdown Blazers right now. Is free, okay. Is, okay. It's okay. free hugs. So I, I definitely, uh, yes. Uh, if Lockdown Blazers gets you to Blazers banter, you get a prize from from. Me. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you know. I know you pay attention to the whole league, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and you, and you write about the league in general. Uh, what are some of the things that you're kind of interested in here? We got 10 games left or so there's 11 games left for Portland, but about 10 for every team now. Um, what, what things are interesting to you, uh, as we, you know, wind down here in the regular season? Uh, I mean, this might be like partly because of recency bias or whatever, but um, after watching the Bucks, you know, they played here in Portland on Tuesday, and that was a kind of interesting game where the Bucks had a big lead. Portland came back, took the lead, and then the Bucks came back, which is, I was kind of surprised by. Um, but then, then I like started paying attention to the Bucks, and they have also been playing really well. I believe they're like fifth in the in the East right now. So I don't know. So that, I think that whole jumble in the East where it's like. Uh, Toronto's pretty clear at, at number four. Maybe they could go up to number three. But, like, from five all the way to eight, like, there's all these teams, like the Pacers, Hawks, Bucks, um, and then probably Heat or something, I think, are in eighth. Or maybe the uh, Bulls are kind of in there as well. Like, that whole thing is, is constantly changing. So I think that would be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of those teams are going to – so maybe, maybe Indiana could do make some noise in the first round. But, like, just to see where those teams finish, it'll be interesting, especially since like um, like Milwaukee was had they've been kind of down uh, as of late, and now they're making this late surge. So I think this also, I mean, like kind of what we were just talking about as well with the eighth seed in the West. I think these whole like um, like kind of bottom of the bottom tier teams in the in the in the seed seeding wise for the playoffs. I think those are just like that race is interesting, just to see where people will finish. Totally. Uh, that's uh, no. That's a, a really interesting wrinkle. I'm bummed uh, as someone who was watching Miami a lot in the like the second half of the season. I'm super bummed about the waiter's ankle injury because like that that totally kills them because they probably could have gotten up to that. Uh, they probably could have battled uh, for the seventh seed with Indiana uh, and maybe even mm-hmm. gotten up higher. Uh, by the end of the season, because Atlanta hasn't been very good lately, giving Milwaukee and all those teams a chance. Uh, but yeah, no, that East uh, battle, I, I kind of just, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. I kind of just want anybody but the Bulls in the, the Bulls in the playoffs are just, I, I don't want to watch them. And, and well, now, now I that believe we, Chicago, now, I believe Chicago beat Cleveland every single time they played this season. It's something, something strange like that. 
but yeah, I, I, I also agree with you. Yeah, without Wade, I mean, maybe he'll come back if they make it. But yeah, the Bulls have just been, they've been so inconsistent and so up and down. I mean, there was a couple that, uh, Sundays ago, they got like blown out by like 30 by the Celtics and the Celtics were doing the wave on the bench with the crowd. That was like, that was wild. Yeah, they. I mean, they or yeah, you hit the nail on the head with inconsistent. They're the and I, yeah, it's a weird thing. They they'll step up in games against teams uh, where they're on national TV, and but then like right. they, they'll lose. You know, then they'll just be terrible in the in the games where the spotlight's not on them, and it's uh, kind of weird. Um, one kind of interesting wrinkle that you're talking about. Uh, you know, bottom part of each conference and playoff races and stuff like that, that I, I didn't even notice uh, until just now that the Clippers only have a one game lead over OKC uh, for that fifth mm. spot. Yeah, that is interesting. They they have also been pretty inconsistent lately. Like they lost the Mavs the other night, um, which is strange because they, Blake's back, Chris Paul's back, but yeah. <laughs> if they fall to six or something, they're that's probably going to be another first round exit for them. And uh, you know that's always that's like the story with the Clippers every year, right? It's like, okay, it's just the year they're going to blow it up, get rid of Blake, get rid of Chris or DeAndre, and I mean, and now this this summer is also more interesting for them, you know, with that narrative because uh, Chris Paul's a free agent and Blake Griffin's a free agent too, I think, or maybe he is next summer. So yeah, the Clippers. That's another team, man. You can't – they're so unpredictable. I, but the crazy thing is, like, all those players are good. Chris Paul is a legit top whatever point guard in the league. Blake Griffin is amazing. DeAndre Jordan is, is a beast defensively, and he's a decent offensive player at least with, like, scoring around the rim, you know? But they just can't put it all together. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, and just, just what has kind of happened with them, I thought that – of, of all the teams that I thought in the West before the season, I thought that this was going to be the year that the Clippers are that threat uh, to the, you know, to, to the top teams. I thought they were going to have a year where they could get it together. I thought they were going to bounce back. Cause you know, last year in the playoffs, they just had really bad luck with health mm-hmm. and yeah, no, they, they still haven't been able to put it together. They're having some weird losses like that Dallas loss. Uh, and I guess you start to wonder like, are they going to, uh, is this is this it? I, I yeah, I think I think that those questions are definitely going to happen. Kind of a weird thing though that I almost think they would be better served. Maybe I mean I don't think they have a chance against Houston. I think Houston's much better than them in a in a first round series. But in theory, if they were to survive that, then they could not. Then they wouldn't play Golden State in the second round if they were able to survive a, a first round series against Houston. And then they, you know, don't have to, then, you know, they can get a little bit of a breather there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't, you know, I haven't g- been given much hope this season. I, I Maybe they're just waiting for the playoffs to start. I don't know. Because it, it's. Uh, but the thing, the thing with that, the thing with that, like, line of thinking is, like, they never have done that. Like, the Cavs, like, the Cavs have been pretty, very inconsistent at the late. They're, like, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. But we're all, like, it's LeBron James. They're going to flip a switch and be in a cast. But the Clippers, it's like we haven't ever seen them like flip a switch and just turn things on, you know, with this uh, with their big three. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I guess the Rockets, the Rockets are going to beat us. 
James Harden has been unbelievable this season. And, and everybody's stepped up on the Rockets. Like Eric Gordon's probably sixth man of the year. Ryan Anderson's having a good year, finally healthy. They got Lou Williams to add another scorer off the bench. Um, and then, like, even their, like, their centers, like Clint Capella, Montrez Harrell. Nene has been playing pretty good. I don't know if you watch any Rockets games really. Like, Nene, he, like, had a – he was, like, coming off the bench with the Wizards last year and playing spot minutes. But he's been pretty solid for the Rockets. So, I, I actually think Houston might make it to the Western Conference Finals. They, they're they a really fun team. I mean, I, I've seen uh... – I've seen a, a good number of Houston games. I haven't watched them much lately, though, like since the Lou Williams trade. I haven't really watched them much right. since, since that. Uh, but, yeah, they – I watched that. I remember just that one Warriors game when they won in Oakland uh, where they just made every three that they took basically it felt like. And, uh, yeah, I love the, the way that their team is structured. I love that Pat Beverly is like – just that the, the guy that's just going to go defend on the perimeter and, and, and then everything. Yeah. There's big, their big guys are good. Capella's good. Harold's good. The, the they'll do lots of, and, and Nene uh, is good in the right matchups too. I think uh, he could still set pretty big screens and like with Harden, if you can set a good screen, like good things are going to happen with him. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Houston, Houston's just a well-oiled machine right now, and I don't. If the Clippers fall and have to face them, I think obviously they would have a better chance winning a series against Utah. Uh, I guess I was just kind of looking at that down the road, but you know the way they've been playing, yeah, you're right. I don't see any reason why the way both teams are playing. There's really no reason to believe that they could beat Houston in a series. Uh, yeah. So, so you think Houston is the is the, the team that has the best chance to beat Golden State? Uh, no, I did not say that. Okay, uh, I I, I, I'm asking. I, I'm asking because, like, it would set up. I mean, if they made it to the Western Conference Finals, if things are where they are, they would they would have to beat San Antonio. Right. So that's the thing. I think I think they could possibly beat San Antonio. So that's the weird thing. I feel like, so like, kind of like you semi mentioned, it was like it's all matchups. So maybe Houston could beat San Antonio, but I don't know if they could beat Golden State. Whereas I believe San Antonio could probably beat Golden State, maybe beat Golden State, but I don't know if they could beat Houston. It's, I think I mean both those both both of those matches I think are all toss ups. Um, I think it also largely depends on how um, the status of Durant's health when he comes back. Like, is he going to be able to be coming back at 100 percent? Kind of like like the whole thing with Steph last year. You know, like he kept saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm good." And, and, there were times during games and in, in, in the postseason when it was just like, oh man, are you good? And then like after the after they lost to the finals, he was like, yeah, I was like at seventy five, eighty percent. And it was like, yeah. you know, we could kind of we kind of tell that just because you weren't being Steph Curry like you usually were. You know, you had your moments. Um, so yeah, I think it depends largely on Durant how he's going to be. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think this, this is also like, I think this is also why the NBA season has been real. This season has been really one of the best I've uh, whatever experienced watch been around in recent years. So it was like everybody went into the season being like, all right, this super team with the Warriors, Kevin Durant is amazing. They're going to crush the league. You know, people were like, are you going to beat 73 wins again? And now it's just been like, it's not like a level playing field, but it's like there's all these little storylines where anything could happen. Like Harden's been amazing. He could, he could possibly lead the Rockets to the finals. You don't know. 
you don't know what's going to happen in the East. Maybe the Cavs falter. Maybe the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. Maybe they get past Cleveland. You don't know. And like, uh, so like all these expectations we had, like we had these expectations, what that the Blazers would be like a mid-tier playoff team. That that hasn't really happened. So like all these expectations, I feel like the general consensus was before the season hasn't come true, which is pretty exciting, I believe, heading into this uh, postseason. But like we still don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, you, no, you bring up a great point, and and this season has had so many. This season's had so many shades. Like I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings right now, and Washington at the beginning of the season looked terrible, and it was like, oh my God, Scott Brooks can't get it done. He's not a really good coach. Uh, he was, you know, like the, the, those thoughts. Oh, he was just because he coached Durant, Westbrook, and then all of a sudden they completely turned around and they're third in the East now. Toronto had the best offense, you know, in the first two months of the season. Like they had the best o- offensive rating ever. And now they're they've faltered, but they almost look like a better team with Tucker and Ibaka, and I think they're kind of like a dark horse that's sitting there in the East that I think could, if Lowry is is healthy, could give Cleveland trouble. And yeah, I think the point mm-hmm. you make the point you make about Durant is I think something that. I think gives a little bit more credibility to these conversations that a lot of that we're having right now about the the worries about the Warriors because they if Durant comes back who knows how how good he's going to be I mean maybe it's good enough to beat it's good enough, you know it's pro, it's probably going to be good enough to beat Portland it's going to be good enough to beat uh Utah or the Clippers or the Thunder but beyond mm-hmm. that you know that is I don't know because if Durant isn't the same, like you mentioned with Steph, like guys come back at this stage in the season, not because they're 100%, but they come back because they're good enough to play. Right. Yeah. And and that's something that, uh, yeah, you bring up a great point that was just last year against the Blazers. You know, Steph comes back, has that one, has that big overtime period basically where he just says, you know, he's back. But then, as we progress throughout the playoffs, you know, he has little moments here and there where he doesn't look right. And everyone's like, well, he doesn't look right. And then it's like, oh, blah, blah. And, and so, uh, and, and the Warriors without, or without Durant and also without Barnes, without Bogut, with Iguodala also not being the same player, they're not uh, as invincible as they were last year, I don't mm-hmm. think, with, with, with Durant in yeah. the status that he's in. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I agree. Which is crazy. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Like they added Kevin Durant, yeah. and now they're more vulnerable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. They also, I mean, that's also another interesting aspect about the Warriors. Like their season, although they've been winning at you know, an incredibly high rate, so their storylines are really interesting. Like where they seem like they're just straight up going to Durant. Um, you know, for at least the first two months, and then they had that Christmas game where they lost to the Cavs, and then. Like their chemistry with, between him and Steph didn't look that right, and then then they kind of switched Kerr smartly switched things up, you know, got the more involved pick and rolls type stuff, and then they looked really good. Um, so like they're still kind of working out the kicks in a sense, um, and then he got hurt, you know. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it's I'm excited. I'm excited to be an NBA fan now, which is which is cool. I, I'm excited every year, but this season I don't know. It's just like it's. It's exciting, you know. Like we we really don't know what's going to happen. Like nobody expected. Again, I always come back to this. Nobody expected that the Cavs would come back for a three-one deficit in the finals 
and beat the Warriors. And they did that. That was, that was not expected. It, you know, these crazy, that's, that's what makes the NBA so great. It's like all these things that people assume are going to happen sometimes don't. I mean, there's a large time they don't happen. Yeah, totally. This is, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I haven't really thought about it in this way, but it really is this, this season. I mean, I mean, with all the individual performances, it's kind of been easy to see because there's been so many guys putting up crazy numbers. I mean, you have all the guys in the MVP discussion, then you have Jokic doing all his, uh, you know, wild stuff. And, uh, you, you kind of forget, but yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right that this season has, you know, a ton of unknowns that are still kind of unfolding. And I don't think they're, they're not really going to unfold until we get to the playoffs because uh, we don't, we won't really know. I know there's been reports uh, about uh, Durant coming back soon and coming back before the playoffs, but we don't know if that's actually going to happen. Uh, and with, with the Cavs, they're still uh, kind of, you know, just gearing up a little bit and kind of just trying to hold on to that home court advantage because uh, I don't think it makes a difference when you have LeBron on your team. But, uh, you know, if you were a Boston or or if you're a team like Boston, you know, you want to get that extra advantage because they have a good home court advantage. So um, on anything else you wanted to touch on, uh, you know, before we – uh, wrap this up, whether it's on the panel, where they can, f- where, where, where our listeners can find your stuff, uh, and uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, wrap this up today. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at onandpandian. There's an underscore between it. First name spelled A-N-A-N-T-H. I mean, you can just probably see it from uh, Eric's title of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know, strongly urge everybody who's listened to this, you could get a free hug if you say you come out to Portland Gear on Monday. Uh, Eric Gunness will give you a free hug if he, if he, if you say that you listen to this, you found out about the Mets through Lockdown Blazers. But it's, it's, no matter what, um, I hope to do maybe another event sometime in the future similar to this. So if you miss it on Monday, no worries. But yeah, just in general, the event is on Monday. It's like a, a panel. Uh, so it won't be like a stuffy panel. It's going to be like a fun interactive community type aspect panel on Monday, March 27th at Portland gear starts around 7 PM. Eric is going to be a guest along with Casey Holdall and Mike Richmond should, should be a good time. So, so you're saying it's not going to be a basketball version of a Ted talk. It's going to be like actual people uh, talking. I no, I don't plan on having a wireless mic and there won't be any screens showing us on stage. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and unfortunately there isn't a stage. We're going to be, sitting on a nice comfy couch okay great uh well i'm excited <laughs> uh dibs on the corner seat uh okay. uh and uh come and see us monday march 27th at portland gear in southwest portland it's right next to providence park where the timbers play so come and meet us out there for a fun panel on in thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for coming and talking hoops uh and we'll catch you next time All right, man. Appreciate it.
Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.